brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I'm Brian Seaman, and you're listening to The Lob, The Jam, The Podcast. What's up, everyone? It's The Lob, The Jam, The Podcast. I'm Chapin, coming to you as always with Rob. How's it going, Rob? You know, Chap, it's been a while since we're on the pod together. This feels this feels good. Uh, this feels right. <laughs> this feels right. This feels like the normal, how things normally went. If you guys don't know, uh, in, our, in, our, in our chat thread with Lucas, we call ourselves the OG duo because really the pod was just me and Rob for, for many years. Yeah. And, and then I guess we started doing pods more regularly. And then we had everybody else. Thank goodness, because I'm sure everybody got kind of tired of just our stale takes every week. But uh, now uh, we get to come to you at this wonderful juncture in L.A. Clippers history. The Clippers lost uh, 108 to 112 to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, it's a six game losing streak. Now uh, yep. the Clippers have not lost six in a row since 1718. That's before Shea Gilders Alexander was drafted. Um, a different era. One a, might say a different era for certain. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they're down bad. Um, there's a lot to, to take from, from this, from this game. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard, first off, played pretty well. He was nine for twenty. He wasn't great, but you know he was Kawhi, a Kawhi on a team that he he desperately needed to just sort of carry. Um, twenty nine on twenty three shots, nine for twenty three, uh, seven boards, four assists, no turnovers. You know, a couple of a couple of rough shots near the end of the game, including that one three pointer that set up a very clean Marcus Morris look where he maybe wanted to take a mid-range jumper, but instead took the extra step. (laughs) When doesn't Marcus Morris want to take a mid-range jumper? Oh, my gosh. Uh, But, yeah. (laughs) So this was, was again, an interesting 
game for a few reasons. Terrence Mann started the game. Terrence, Nico, Marcus, Zoo, and Kawhi started this game. Very interesting starting lineup. You know, and Reggie Jackson did not start. He only played seven minutes today. So Terrence was filling in for Paul George, but Marcus and Nico both played. So this wasn't in the normal Terrence play instead of, you know, PG or whatever star is out. Uh, he actually started at point guard and looked quite good to start. Looked quite good, really, all, all, all most of the game, uh, which is part of the problem here. But uh, that was the starting lineup. There was still some four guards in the center in the uh, in the first half. And Reggie Jackson was promptly cut out of the rotation, whether if Reggie specifically was the right move, specifically in coming games will be another question. Um, there was some three guard. There was less three guard if you don't count Terrence Mann as a guard. Now, Terrence is a guard. I, I would think traditionally you would see Terrence as a guard, but in a game that Paul George isn't playing, okay, you can get away with some Terrence sure. at the three. So so we had less three guard, quote unquote, three small guards uh, between Reggie, you know, Reggie, Norm, Wall and Luke Kennard when Luke Kennard plays. So that was a good thing. Moses Brown still played, but we got away with those Moses Brown minutes. In fact, he had a couple kind of nice of. feeds from John Wall. Did they lose much of a lead in the Moses Brown minutes in the second half, Rob? I can't. In the second half, I think they were dead even, maybe yeah. minus one. Yeah, the Moses Brown minutes were a disaster in the first half. Moses Brown, again, I, I don't need to tell anybody listening. I, I don't think Moses Brown should be playing a minute for the Clippers, but I, I almost feel like he is an insulator for John Wall as much as he is anything else because John Wall with like a small ball unit is just very predictable to guard and at least with a rolling big, he has somebody to pass it to and has some sort of gravity going towards the rim. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I don't think Moses Brown should be playing minutes. Robert Covington was, again, a healthy scratch today. So was Amir um, Coffee. So was Amir Coffee, and I think the Clippers could have used both of those guys. Rob, I, I'm I have a lot to say about this game. There's and a lot to talk about, legitimately. Yeah. Let me let me let me give you the spotlight for a moment here. What were your big takeaways of the game? The Clippers lost this game. It was frustrating. Uh, but what were you kind of your big takeaways from the game? Because the rotation was jumbled a bit today. Well, you can look at this in you could look at this in a glass half glass glass half full or glass half empty. Um, I think there's some legitimately some positive takeaways from this one. Um, I think Tyloo swapping man into the starting lineup was a smart decision. I, you know, I was a little unsure about it with no PG, like a, a man, um, Kawhi, Nico, Morris, Sue lineup is pretty short on ball handling and, and creation. Um, but I like it defensively and on the glass and just overall activity and energy level. I thought that was good. I thought him playing Terrence a ton, 35 minutes, though he probably should have played even more was a good yeah. sign. Um, the second half rotations I thought were better i mean I, I a seven and a half man rotation i mean because moses played like what three minutes two mm -hmm. and a half minutes that's not sustainable but you know luke and pg were out so i think you know they were really trying to win this one and they fell short um but there were some positive takeaways um Kawhi continues to look overall very good i think um i thought zoo had a, a not think he had a monstrous game um, yeah, yeah. I thought Marcus Morris, despite some missed, he was three of 10 from three, but I thought overall he played pretty well. You know, he had yeah, that one he, incredible block on, on the Kongu. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple of nice steals. Um, this was a, a perfectly fine Marcus Morris game. And I think he looked better with this lineup. Um, but, but the lineup that Ty Lu put out in the early second quarter is inexcusable. <laughs> it's, there's no other way to go around it. Running a Reggie, wall norm man moses brown lineup is 
simply not condonable. <laughs> like if you don't want to play Rocco, stagger it so Nico is in for one of those guards or even just play Amir instead of Reggie or Walt to get a little bit more size or defense. Like there are options or you could just play Rocco, but like if the Clippers are truly not committed to not playing him, there are still other options. There are smarter ways to rotate and stagger guys. That lineup is unacceptable and it costs the Clippers the game. Yeah, but it did just flat out. Um, the Clippers still could have won. They could have done other things. They could have played better. Um, but overall, the effort level was there. The energy level was there. They fought and played really hard across the board. Every guy who checked in, except for maybe Reggie, who I will need to talk about him, yeah. um, I think played hard. And it didn't matter. They still lost to a, a really bad Hawks team who really, I mean, they were 8 of 26 from 3, the Hawks were. They missed Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's a 40% three-point shooter, was 0 of 7 on 3. Ice cold. But the Clippers really got lucky with how the Hawks performed, and they're not even a good team in the first place. They still lost at home. Um, so overall, it's mostly negative. I think there are positive takeaways, but that lineup is... I, I could not believe my eyes when that unit started the second quarter. It was that bad. It is inexcusable and i would lose my press pass if i were scuffing the game today <laughs> yeah uh honestly um probably the worst lineup we've ever seen inserted into a clipper game this year which is saying something right like i, I don't know if there's been much worse i think most moses i can't recall if he's played many four guard lineups with moses i feel like we've seen some with zoo um, probably we have, um, probably but, at least a little bit, but that, that was really, really terrible. And of course, um, I don't think Reggie Jackson, I, Reggie Jackson did not play well today, but I don't think he was set up to succeed. Like, I no, don't think that lineup yeah. isn't set up for any of them to yeah. succeed. So like, I, I, I'm like kind of bummed with Reggie. I'm also not kind of totally just saying, Oh, cut Reggie Jackson out of the rotation entirely. Cause I think that he was just set up in a, in a position to fail. And I don't think that's fair for Reggie. And, um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think that Reggie has always been a vibes guy. So if you put him in a in a crappy vibe lineup, then uh, good luck. You know, it's just not not a great thing. And I think Reggie still has utility alongside the stars, um, but he was not able to really get any of that in today. So I I, I feel bad for Reggie, and a lot of people are going to be dumping on Reggie. Um, John Wall uh, was also in that lineup, and, and he was also bad. And he played twenty one minutes to Reggie's seven. Um, which I, I would not want that trend to continue in the future. If we are cutting out a guard, if we cut out both of them, I'd be fine, honestly. But um, I, I well, that raises the other question, which is that you know Luke Kennard was still out, and that's another right. small guard, right? Um, like, like what happens when Luke comes back? Right, right. So right. I yeah, there there's a lot to talk about. I sorry for cutting off. No, no, no. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick break uh, and come right back. Talk more about this game after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back. So, you know, one thing that I like that Ty adjusted with was at least cutting uh, cutting out the three guard if you're not including Terrence, man. You, you can't include Terrence, but I, I don't think you should in this game. I, I think Terrence can be a, a wing, a theoretical wing in a game like this. Um, but then the the question of Norm versus Terrence, which honestly I think on some nights is is a valid question. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'd rather be asking that question than than other questions that we've had to ask. So, so Norm played and, and you know, he... Uh, infamously got kind of uh torched on a, on a floater by Trey Young kind of allowing middle to Trey Young but then Terrence did the same thing like kind of a play later so it, it's uh, maybe Zoo should have stepped up a little bit more probably should have stepped up a little bit more considering the screen was coming but uh and he and Terrence was was getting into his park place essentially but uh you know that's uh I can understand the idea of playing Norm Powell in this specific lineup without Paul George because Norm Powell gets downhill and none of these other guys really consistently get downhill. So I kind of get it, but I think Terrence should have played more. He was at 34 minutes. I think he should have played those minutes to close. He did play the next possession after Norm made the flood, but then Trey hit another floater that put the Hawks back up. So it's hard for me to pile too much on Norm. He was three for 13, not particularly great, but you know, he had 14 points. He was getting the free throw line, uh, which is kind of stuff that the Clippers really badly missed without Paul George. So I, I, I do think Terrence should have been playing, but I do think that's a question, you know, in, in this lineup, as far as like, uh, which small guard should we play alongside all this size? I do like that they played, you know, Kawhi, Nico, Morris, Zoo. That's a great yes. lineup right there. It was yes. just a matter of which small guard do we play alongside that. I think Terrence was the call, but if Ty was like, oh, we needed Norm's ability to get downhill, this this is kind of a stagnant offense, and and we've kind of been stagnant a lot. And also in the fourth quarter, I'm not too mad at the Clippers. So I think they had a ton of great looks, and so I'm not really piling on them too much for losing that lead because Kawhi was doing a lot of good driving kick stuff. But I don't know. I, I think we can we can kind of lay aside the terrible rotation in the first half that lost the game. How mad at you? Uh, how mad at you? How mad were you in that second half with the adjustments Ty made and uh, you know those minutes that maybe Norm played over Terrence? I don't think it's that much of a question. Like I, I get where you're coming from. I do, and like mm-hmm. I think Norm has a place on this team. There are fans who have really turned on Norm Powell, and I'm I'm not quite there. I thought he was fine in this one, even though he was three of thirteen, and he had that horrible drive that was stuffed by a Kongwu that led yeah. to an easy Hawks basket yeah. the other way. But Terrence was great, and like I get it, he played 35 minutes. But if anybody on the Clippers, if there's one player on the Clippers who at this point I trust to play a huge minutes load, it's Terrence because he always plays hard and always plays with energy. And sure, you know, his defense maybe slipped a little bit late. You know, maybe that's why Trey got him so easily. My issue there is not on on Terrence. It's why the Clippers stopped doubling Trey Young to get the ball out of his hands and let him go to work in the pick and roll and get to the floaters like while, while playing zoo and drop. Um, 
that I don't understand. And like, I, I get it. You know, the Hawks actually play kind of big with a Kongu and Collins. Yeah. This would have been a perfect game actually to go small. If you're worried about zoo and drop or, or Moses Brown in drop uh, against Trey young, like why not go to a small lineup except not have it be actually small because it would be like, you know, man, norm, Kawhi, um, you know, Marcus Nico, which is small, but at least has a good amount of size in it. Like, this would have been a great game to try that. I get you don't because Zoo is fantastic. But like if you're that worried about, about Trey against the drop, like you could go to that unit. But yeah, I don't know why they stopped taking the ball out of his hands. Trey is a fantastic offensive player. Like, yes, he was hitting the open guys, but the Hawks three-point shooters were not hitting. You know, DeJounte Murray was 0 for 3 on 3. Collins was 1 for 3 and his shot looked awful. A Congo yeah. can't hit threes at all and was a little shaky around the rim and is not a great free throw shooter. Like, I don't know why they were... They switched their defensive coverage on him after successfully getting the ball out of his hands a lot of yeah, the evening. Right. Um, that's more of my issue. But yeah, I mean, I still would have played man over norm easily. It's not really much of a question. He's a better rebounder. He's a better defender. Uh, he pushes oh, the yeah, pace I, more. I'm, I'm rationalizing here, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not the worst mistake in the world, but it yeah, is a mistake. I, I, I think that question <laughs> is a valid question on other days, but it probably should not have been the yes. question. Yeah. There, I think there are games where, where norm could close over. Especially alongside that, that lineup. Yeah. Well, especially I think next to PG, if you mm-hmm. have PG in um, as well, you oh, know, just put maybe... PG in instead of Norm or Terrence in the Correct. lineup. Or if you right. want Mark, if you want, if you're afraid of the switching, getting Marcus onto a quicker guard, then put Terrence in instead of instead of Marcus. Right, and you'd be like fine. Terrence, yeah. PG, Kawhi, Nico, Zoo. Now we're cooking with gas. Oh, yeah, now even though I thought Marcus was was again pretty good in this one. Yeah, he um, was fine, and his shot making is valuable, I suppose, on a team without Paul George. So my question is why he doesn't play with the second unit more. Because, like, his ability to get decent mid-range shots is completely useless in the starting lineup, but would actually be useful on the second unit. Um, why isn't he a guy to help anchor the second unit? Um, I guess because their defense is already so terrible that, like, you you don't want to add another not-great defender to the mix. Um, but, like, if, you, if you're committed to not playing three guards, and Ty Lue said after the game that those lineups are done, um, and that he has some sort of way to balance the guard unit when Luke comes back, which... I don't know how that will work with five guards. Like I'm, I'm guessing at least one or maybe two of them will be out of the rotation in any particular game. Um, like why not play Marcus more with the bench unit? Um, play him and Nico, I guess, or, or him and Nico and Moses Brown offer more size next to Moses. If you're committed to playing him, like there are all sorts of things. And like, we, have we seen Marcus Morris with the bench at all this year? I don't think we have. Instead, he plays a lot with the first unit and plays a lot in the first and third quarters, which again, like a lot of his skill set, which I don't even think is that valuable at all, but is particularly not useful when he's playing next to Kawhi or Paul George, because you don't want him taking those mid-range jumpers when you have much, much better players on the court who can create much better looks. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. The rotations just remain a complete mess. And yes, they were much better in the second half because, you know, Kai cut it to basically seven players and, and two and a half minutes of Moses, but that's not sustainable. You know, if PG comes back, maybe it's eight men and, and like a couple minutes of Moses, that's still not really sustainable for a team this old. Um, I, yeah, I, we can talk about trades and what the Clippers can and can't do in a bit, but, um, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, one of my biggest positives, is I, I do think Kawhi was maybe a little bit tired a couple of positions down the stretch, but yeah, he, he looked, looked gassed. He looked he gassed, good, but he looked great. I mean, he was still, yeah. he was 38 minutes. 
uh, which no if, turnovers. I, if I believe might be a season high for him, mm-hmm. his 38. So uh, yeah. I can understand this over the last three minutes, he was a little bit tired. He's still got that great strength, like uh, layup at the rim uh, to tie the game uh, before the Clippers uh, lost it. So good stuff from Kawhi. Um, that's continues to be my big positive. The rotations got tightened in the second half. I would have played Terrence down the stretch, but that was the biggest mistake. And Terrence still at least played 34 minutes. Um, So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan of wall minutes at all. And I do think Reggie Jackson in general provides more, I think, period than, than John wall. Cause we've seen his ability to play make particularly alongside uh, zoo and uh, he's a better catch and shoot shooter. And uh, John wall has good transition stuff, I suppose, but he has not been doing it often enough. And he's been kind of relegated to a catch and shoot three point shooter. A lot of the time in these last few games. And that's not what you want John wall to be. So nope. I would much rather Reggie Jackson play these minutes, but today I can kind of get it with, with ball George out. If you have one of the stars out and you give John wall some extra minutes, fine. I don't think he should be playing more minutes than Reggie Jackson uh, in a healthy uh, uh, rotation. So I don't love that, but again, I'll, I'll, I'll let it go in the second half. A lot of the second half stuff I thought was for the most part. Okay. Um, you know, again, the, the, the small, smaller guard lineups were minimized. Ty Lu seems pretty positive as far as what he saw out there today. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, while I'm upset, the Clippers were down 14 after a clear mistake in the rotation and Ty corrected it and tried to correct it. And he played Moses, whatever. Um, but for the most part, he tried to correct it. So that's good. And I think if, I think I see a quote from Lucas and a quote from Tomer that Lucas is saying that the three guard is not totally gone, but Tomer was saying it's gone. So I don't know which. No, one. it is. It is done. It is done. Ty, is that what he Ty said? said? It's basically done, but okay. um, he'll find ways to keep all of the guards somehow in the rotation when Luke sure. comes back, which I just, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible, but you know, if that's the case, then honestly, the biggest thing to me is health and that terrible three to four guard stuff that we've been seeing for the last dozen games all season really but particularly last dozen games when the team's been healthy because it's just tanked them so if i wanted to be a glass half full type of guy if three guard is out and Kawhi and paul george are are going to be healthy soon that's great my concern is this team particularly a team that that doesn't have both their stars healthy just doesn't feel like they have enough juice to kind of stay afloat with their record (laughs) during the regular season. I mean, I think it was very evident today, the lack of kind of, you know, juice and really just, just pop and speed that this team has when Paul George isn't playing. Paul George is the team's best playmaker. Uh, yeah. he's, he's his best, the best pick and roll, uh, pick and roll ball handler. Kawhi does good in spots there, but it's clear that he that his strengths are on the block, and that's where he'd rather be. He did some great stuff dribbling uh, as a ball handler and pick and rolls and creating great looks on the perimeter. But I just think that that's going to tire Kawhi out. That's not his, that's not what he wants to do. I don't think he can do some of it, but not on a consistent basis. And you really felt how dependent the team was on Paul George today. And Paul George is an up and down playmaker as far as it goes we've seen we know and the very w- turnover happy and very turnover happy so i don't know rob like i mean let, let's take a quick break and then come right back talk maybe about what this team might need after this 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So we're back. Rob, we're going to have a podcast on the, on the trade deadline coming up soon here. Um, but Rob, what do you feel about what this team needs right now? Is it a trade? A trade. <laughs> I mean, I think I mean, I also think that the vibes are are not great. I mean, it's it's tough because I mean it's just vibes are never good when you lose six games in a row, especially on a veteran team that is purportedly trying to win a, a championship. Um, but the vibes don't look great. I thought Reggie in particular, again, like you said, he was thrown out in a lineup that was doomed to failure. His vibes have also not looked great, and he is a vibes guy, and when his vibes are bad, his entire game tanks. Um, and his game and his vibes have been really bad. Um, he just looks tired and and really out of sorts. I, I really think if when PG and Luke comes back, will come back, even if it's not a true benching, I would just sit him for a few games just to let him get right a little bit, maybe mentally, maybe physically, just get get some rest, like all of the above. Um, but he does not look right. Um, but in terms of a trade, like, I mean, a consolidation trade is something we've been talking about since the summer. It seemed so obvious yeah. mm-hmm. and it has not happened and it remains obvious. Again, I'm not, I'm not a Clippers, you know, front office guy. And I know people say, well, if you push for a trade, like you have to have some options. John Collins is a guy who I would look at, like he wasn't amazing in this game, but he's a guy who has some size. He plays above the rim. He had a dunk he, off a pick and roll. Can it, does we have anybody who can really do this aside from zoo? <laughs> yeah. He's a good rebounder. Yeah. Um, his three point shot has been gone this year, but he can at least shoot it a little bit. He's a guy who can legitimately play center um, at, at smaller ball lineups and rebound. Um, even though his room protection is not amazing, he did have a few good blocks in this one. He's a better defender than people think. I don't know whether he's available. I mean, he is available because the Hawks have been trying to trade him for years. I don't know if they want anything the Clippers have. Um, and the guys they do want are guys who the Clippers should not trade, like Terrence Mann <laughs> um, or Nick Batum or whoever. Um, like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't trade either of those guys for John Collins. Not probably. I wouldn't. Um, yeah. But like if you can get like Morris and Reggie or Morris and Wall, like those are a Rocco and Wall or Rocco and Reggie and like throw in a couple of second rounders or protected first or like 
I get not wanting to trade a first because the Clippers are just starting to get them back after the PG trade. But at the same time, like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are not getting any younger. The West is open this year. Mm-hmm. Like it is wide open. Um, no team has looked particularly great outside of, you know, the the Nuggets have been really good. The, the Grizzlies have won six in a row, but I think there's still questions about them on like a deep playoff run. Same thing with the Pelicans. Um, like the Clippers could still feasibly win the West this year. But it's not looking good because, one, the record is not good. (laughs) And two, as you said, they just lack juice. They lack energy. They lack athleticism. And, like, that's why playing Terrence is so huge. Yeah. Um, But outside of him, like, who else is in the rotation? It's just him and Zoo. That's it. And, like, you can say Wall and and Norm are still pretty athletic for NBA players, and that's true. But it's a little bit different because they're smaller guards. Um, Luke is young, but and is good but is not athletic like the clippers are just old and slow and unathletic they need more verve they need more juice and there's no real place on the roster to turn unless you want to try like amir coffee who like i love amir he's not changing the clipper season um you know musa they seem committed to not playing like i don't think a second round rookie who's as raw as he is is really ready anyway yeah but like these are the only internal options. And like, again, I'm a huge advocate of Rocco. He is not solving a lot of these issues. Right. I think yeah. he's old him and, is, and slow too. <laughs> yeah. And playing him is better than some of these units. Like I think yeah. he's just flat out better also than a lot of these players. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, he's not solving some of these issues and I don't want to suggest that he is. I don't think playing Rocco over Reggie or wall or Moses is somehow going to fix this team. I don't think it would. I think it would help balance the rotations a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think it's insane that they haven't actually tried him in some yeah. of these small ball units. It's yeah. crazy that they haven't tried it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's like a cure-all. Um, so yes, I, I think Collins is a good example. The Miles Turner ship, which I was always behind and which some people weren't, I don't know if he would really be the solution either because Zoo is so good and I don't think you can play those two together. Um, but that ship has long since sailed because the Pacers are up. They're better than the Clippers are. <laughs> and Miles Turner is the second best player on their team. Um, so that, I, I don't know. Like Boyan Bogdanovich, again, good player, offers more size, more shooting. Would he really help again with some of these issues? I don't know. Uh, I know we're going to do Rob, a whole Rob, trade. Would, would, you, would you give up a first right now? Yeah, for the right player. I mean, yeah. for Boyan... Uh, I don't know. It would depend who else is in the deal. Probably not. For John Collins, I think so. Um, even if Boyan might, he's better this year in a vacuum, but I think Collins fits a lot more of what the Clippers kind yeah, of need. I would for Collins, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they just need a trade. I think they, they've, like, regardless of what you think of Robert Covington, having him sit on the bench is doing absolutely nothing for him, for the Clippers, for the team. The, the depth doesn't matter if the depth doesn't play. Like having Roko and Amir sitting on the bench is like, oh, we have depth, but like neither of them are playing and they really haven't played much all year. So they're not providing any value. I mean, if you're like, well, if Marcus Morris gets injured or Nick Batum gets injured, sure. But, you know, I, <laughs> that's not really depth. That's just injury insurance. And I think those yeah. two are, are different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think a consolidation trade is needed. I think almost anybody on the Clippers outside of Kawhi, PG, Nico or Tanner should be up for grabs. I mean, for the right player, I think you, you would have to at least consider Terrence, but it would have to be a damn good player yeah. um, to trade Terrence at this point. Um, I think, like, 
as much as I like Luke, as good as he's played, I think he has to be on the table. Again, really anybody but those four guys and and probably Zoo because, you know, in, even if you trade him for another center, like it, that's not solving the Clippers issues. So I guess maybe those five guys, which takes out most of the valuable players on this team, which again makes it tough to make a trade unless a team really likes Norm or Luke or like maybe like Brandon Boston. I don't know. I But um, it's tough. And again, I know we're doing a full pot on this, but I think a trade is needed. I think it's it's time to look at this roster and say the solutions to this roster's issues is not on this team. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I I think that's a real that's a real possibility. I was kind of concerned about it even before. You know, I I would love to see the team healthy, but God, I, I'm just tired of, of saying that. Um, the Clippers they're now, old. They're like, old. An old team like this is also just probably not going to be healthy. They're aging. Yeah, you you know what the Clippers could use if nothing else, just like a regular season floor raiser. There's somebody with some energy. Montrez Harrell really pops to mind. Like some oh, guy three years ago. He three years ago. Not not now. Yeah. <laughs> but one of those guys that just comes up and hypes your team is kind of probably. Probably why a lot of people were excited about Musa Diabate, but again, I think he's just a couple years too too early. Um, Let me whisper into the ether here, Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> I, I swear, if the Knicks were seriously, if the Knicks were seriously like tired of Hart, I, I would I would love I would have just him back in a heartbeat. For Wall. He exactly was that regular season four razor last year. I mean, the Clippers last year have a better you know have a better pace, have a better, uh, are, would have been on pace for best 42 and 40 right now. They're 21 and 21 on, on pace for a 500 season. It's incredible right now. It's just like truly incredible. 21 losses, same losses as the Lakers who are on the outside looking into the play in. They're lucky. They're at least three losses behind the Mavericks who are in fourth place right now, but it feels like a top three seed it, it is, is quickly gone. is quickly becoming they're five uh, games out. They're five yeah. losses out. And yeah, I mean, and the, the Pelicans, Pelicans are dealing with a ton of injury issues. And, but but they can absorb an injury because they have, they have actual youth. depth. <laughs> yeah, they have that youth. So um, it's a frustrating time for Clipper fans right now. I, I do think at least Ty scrapping three guard and the team getting healthy will help this team. But I'm with you. I think a, a deal is sort of just what they need right now because it just feels like this team, this roster – it, it truly, it truly just might not be enough, um, just because of how old and slow they look, and it's becoming too much of a regularity that it's just kind of tough to deal with. So, well, let uh, me ask you this though, because we yeah. talked about how Ty Luke would or would not manage it. How do, how is he going to balance it with Luke? I have no idea. I'm asking if you have any idea. Oh, I mean, honestly, I mean, I literally would probably take Reggie and Wall both out of the both rotation. Out almost entirely like that i think so you start man pg Kawhi, marcus so, uh, honestly i i would be fine starting giving reggie starter shifts just like 20 you know the first first half of first quarters because i think that's the only place where he fits i think reggie fits alongside the starters so i still would consider starting reggie alongside george uh Kawhi. And I guess Marcus is starting. I would rather have Nico starting, but he's kind of like Reggie, where he could have started, like you know, you know those the Marcin Gortat type minutes. If we're giving Nicholas Batum a lot of minutes, you know, I think Reggie particularly gets the Marcin Gortat minutes. But Mook, depending on how it's going, can get more than that because I think he's just been better. And then Zoo. And honestly, you know, if you have guys coming off the bench, if you're doing three to four guys off the bench, I would cut Wall out of the rotation entirely. I would have Norman the rotation, uh, Terrence. And who am I missing? Um, and Nico, 
those are my three guys. If you if you want if you want Roko in, you can play him some if somebody's out or hurt. I would have Roko play some minutes. Um, if you really want to play Moses, I would hate it, but I think the Clippers can at the very least get a, a seven footer off the scrap heap at the, around the around the deadline or yeah. as a buyout guy. So I would have him as insurance, but that would be like my that would be my eight to nine man would be those nine. And Wall would be out of the rotation. Reggie would have a shorter leash. But again, I think Reggie has utility alongside the starters. Um, but those would be my eight to nine guys. I mean, Kennard, I, I think, has situational. Uh, I think if you're going a 10-man rotation or if you're saying Roko's out of the rotation, Kennard's in the rotation, I think Kennard has situational value. I don't think you should just come out of the rotation entirely. But those are my eight guys. And Luke is a situational guy who can come in and out. Terrence isn't playing. Somebody's not playing. You can plug in Luke Kennard. I still think he has like a 10 to, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 minute type mm-hmm. of depending on how he's going. But I think Luke Kennard to me has been more clearly a situational guy. And really, I think Norm is too. But I think Norm just has a lot of downhill utility on the Clippers that they really need. Um, there are five guys. He, the way to think about it is there are five guys on this Clippers team who should play 25 plus minutes every single game. Mm. They are Terrence Mann, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nick Batum, and Ibiza Zubats. That's yeah. it. And like, again, I don't want to blame Marcus because he's been fine this year. And like the Clippers don't need to reduce another bigger player from the rotation. But like, he also is not a guy who needs to be playing 30 plus minutes every game. He just yeah. isn't. Like, he's I just not that good. And like, there's all this stuff about tinkering. And I just, like, I, I tweeted about this during the game because our friend um, L.A. Clippers film, Justin, mm-hmm. um, mentioned that, you know, all these players like Luke and Reggie and um, Norm and John Wall are all veterans. They have cachet. Um, you know, it's hard to just bench one of them. Roko has been in the NBA as long as almost any of them. Right. He's been a starter for most of those years. He's maybe not as big a name. I mean, he certainly doesn't have, like, John Wall's pedigree. Um, and he's, you know, Reggie's been in the league a little bit longer. Norm is kind of a higher profile player. Like, I, you know, Luke is a bit flashier. Like, I get it. He's still a guy who started most of the past decade in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's taken his benching just fine. Like, maybe yeah. too fine, honestly. And, like, if if Ty is tinkering with that, why not tinker the other way and do exactly as you say? Take Reggie and Wall out of the rotation. Be like, you know yeah. what? Roko sat the entire season. Like, we're going to try something a little bit different. And I, I get it. Like, the Clippers don't think Roko adds enough offense. And, Their and offense the, is terrible. And the, but, on all, all the situational stuff I mentioned with Reggie working alongside the starters, I think Luke has shown that he work, does the same stuff. And, and probably more so this year. As far as this year goes, Luke has fit really well, like, alongside Kawhi, George, and just kind of being the 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 off guard or the guard the quote unquote point guard, but I don't like saying that. Just the one small guard alongside yeah. those guys because all the attention he attracts his ability to be a short roll guy, a pop guy. You just can't leave Luke Kennard on offense. And and as badly as he's been bullied on defense, and he can will continue to be bullied on defense. He's of course made some strides to some often be a neutral unless you have a big wing, and then you play Terrence instead. Instead, you know, if you really want to play a guard, you know. But, the one yeah. thing I, I keep returning to. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is, and we still have not really received an answer for this. I think that the, the thing is like the Clippers offense has been so bad. That's really the reason Roko hasn't played is he's one of the worst offensive players on the team. And, you know, that's why they want to juice the offense and that's why he's not playing. But like this team was kind of expressly put together to have like these wing forward heavy switch heavy lineups. And they received some less play because of PG and Kawhi's injuries because zoo has been so good. It's been hard to take him off the court. We have barely seen even forgetting Rocco. We have barely seen like, I don't even know how many minutes like, how many minutes has Man, PG, Kawhi, Marcus, Nico played? Or Norm instead of Man? Like, how many... Those units have barely played any minutes. And again, I guess they're, I get their injuries. But I just don't understand, based on the offseason and what this team has talked about and what they've said they valued, why they've gone this direction. I don't know if it's, like, there are just locker room things and they just cannot remove Wall or Reggie. Um, without completely destroying the locker room, maybe that's the case. If so, like a trade again needs to happen. Like it's it's really that simple. But I just don't understand otherwise. You know why they they put together this roster and they talked expressly about having this team of bigger guys who can switch in guard positions, and they have not played those units at all this season. Yeah, and what's it, it this wing stop stuff? It's just like. Yeah, I it think makes somebody, no sense. I think uh, it was maybe our 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 friends in Clips and Dip, or I don't know, maybe it was Lucas who called it guard stop because it's what we've been seeing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it yeah. it really like, and there's a point where again, like, I don't I don't think Rocco solves all the issues, um, but like, I just I don't know how they haven't at least tried him. Yeah. It really tried him in the rotation with like actual like wing heavy or next to zoo lineups to focus more on defense because, you know, defense leads to offense. And most of the Clippers' best offense this season has come when they've been getting stops and been getting out in transition and going downhill. Um, like, why was doing it really well at the start of this game and in the third quarter? Terrence is great at that. Like, even mm-hmm. Norm is great at that. Even Wall, if you have to play him, thrives in that kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just haven't. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I the, the team is very confusing. I don't know if there's not alignment between the coaching staff and the front office if there's just some locker room stuff that they feel like they cannot go away from certain guys um it sounds like they are though because again ty lewis said the three guard lineup is more or less done all the the way people are talking after the game it seems like reggie's gonna be the odd man out um and and we'll just see how that goes but i think there are positives to take away but at the same time the bigger picture as you said is rough they have the same amount of losses as the lakers who objectively have a much worse roster um a roster that Clippers fans were laughing at all summer and through the early part of the season, the Lakers like a week ago. (laughs) Yeah. Like a week ago. Um, And you know, the, the wolves are rising. They've won four games in a row and you know, the West is there. That's the most difficult part of this is the West is there and the Clippers are squandering it through poor rotations. um, And just, I, I just the, the roster I, I it needs work and I think part of the issue is like there's so many buyers on the market and not many sellers and maybe mm-hmm. the price is just too high for some of these guys and the trade will need to come with a deadline um but the, the Clippers haven't been making serious calls before they need to now because again it 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 deserves to be said like even if they had won this game the Hawks are bad like they are a bad team right now 
And the Clippers were at home. They actually had a little bit of rest and the Hawks shot terribly. And for the most part, really didn't play that well. Um, And the Clippers lost anyway. It was, um, you know, there are positives, but it was a very, very disheartening loss, I think. And I understand fans' frustration. Yeah, I feel you. This was the first game after a long road trip. I'm not really counting that one game in between, that one home game as, as like, oh, proper home game. But the Clippers are finally home. They could get a little bit of rest. They have Luka and the Mavs coming up, which would be a nice win if they can get it as far as the standings goes and, and a nice way to kind of start moving in the right direction. And uh, let's hope they have a little bit more health. You know, Paul George was questionable a couple of games ago and and played pretty poorly, and he has a hamstring injury, so you want to be delicate with that. But uh, it would be nice to have him back because um, we could use him. And, uh, yeah, the Clippers just um, – I think they just need to have something done now. I, I think I think fans who are just kind of fed up of this have right to be fed up. I, I was waiting for at least five to ten games of a proper rotation with some health, but I think if we're just waiting for that, we might we might <laughs> be uh, in, in too deep. So the team is 500 right now, 42 games into the season. This is a bad look, and the fan base is frustrated. I'm sure the players are frustrated. I, I'm sure Steve Ballmer is frustrated. So I, yes. I, I feel like something is coming. I felt like and, something was coming early on, but something definitely is coming now. And the yeah. other thing to mention, not to keep going on and on and on, but it bears it bears keeping in mind. The Clippers had the easiest strength of schedule, I think, oh, up yeah. to this point in the season. They have they have the, the hardest strength of they have the hardest yes. schedule left in the West for sure. Yeah. And their their point differential, which is usually a better indicator for how a team actually is, has been negative almost the entire season. They've been, if anything, punching above their weight against a weak schedule. And their defense has been slipping for weeks. Um, their offense is still not really improving. Kawhi has to be on the court. Really, Kawhi and PG have to be on the court um, for their offense to be good. Um, their defense is actually falling, even with Kawhi entering the lineup um, and, and playing more over the past few weeks. Um, it is really not good. And, like, I don't – like, again – there's some there's some positives um there's some good things to take away um and the season is not over i'm not writing them off but it's it's oh, yeah, it's really bad right now and i think it's 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 fine for it's fine for people to be upset i think that's okay i think sometimes media pushes back and players push back and people you know push back um on on getting negative and being frustrated but like it's it's fine the, this team is they've lost six in a row um, and, and they're bad right now. They're just a bad team right and now. And you know what? Just just to close the pod, I, I was in Vegas for Summer League, and uh, I bet the Clippers would win the West. Um, and I'm not taking that back yet. I, I can't take it back. <laughs> but I, I'm, not, I'm not... Vegas doesn't do do-overs. <laughs> I'm not walking it back. I'm not. Nothing out West has convinced me that the Clippers are completely hopeless. The most important thing to me is that Kawhi Leonard looks really good and I do expect a trade to happen. I, I think it's going to be needed for the Clippers. Any, any sort of trade. It doesn't need to be a huge, flashy trade. I would love for them to get a third star that has some sort of gravity because I think it would help extend this window, particularly more than anything, and really help the team in the regular season because I think we just can't depend on those two being healthy for you know 70 games ever again, honestly. Maybe Paul George, but definitely not Kawhi Leonard. Um I do think it's going to happen. I, that that trade's going to happen. I, I still have a lot of faith in the top end of the team as far as the rotation goes. I just need some cleaning up to be on that bottom end. The, the, the guards, there's too many guards. And if a deal is made just to strengthen out the rotation, straighten out it a little bit, 
I I'm not saying that the Clippers can't win the West. I think it's a it's a huge far you know it's a leap to make. But that's how convinced I am from every every other team out west. Two of the three top contenders out west right now are young, unproven teams in the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. And the Nuggets, I think, look good, but their defense has a lot to be desired. I know this is silly coming from a team that got destroyed by them a few games ago, but I'm still not convinced about their defense. You know, there's not a juggernaut out West. The Suns seem to be, you know, kind of struggling a bit, particularly without Booker. A lot of that team seems to be too kind of dependent on Booker, who's having a great season, but Chris Paul is fading a bit. And uh, the Warriors are a sleeping giant still. I, I think they're just kind of taking it like a little bit lackadaisical, and they've won a lot of games without Steph Curry. So I'm still not convinced the Clippers can't win. I just think that they need a shot in the arm, and they probably need it sooner than later. And yeah. um, let's hope that they get it. And I think that'll do it for this episode of the Law of the Jam, the podcast. I do um, want to give some quick shout-outs to our, some of our patrons, Alice Siskin, James McIntosh, Chriselle Alonzo, Anthony Garcia, Adam Horowitz, Joey Smokin, Barbecue, Agnes Vagama, Daniel Schweffer. In times like these, thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping the lights on here at Two and Three Hoops. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for rating, reviewing the podcast. Five-star reviews really help. Uh, really, really help. I was leaving some nice reviews. We'll read them on the air still. <laughs> and as always, go Clippers! <laughs>